good. Um, well, it seems like it's been more episodes. We're only on the third episode of this season. Chock for full. Some reason, yeah. Seems like uh, for some reason we're farther along, but only number three. Yep. Um, this week was hosted by Robbie Malik of um, obviously Mr. Robot fame. And I didn't even realize he was in the, the newest Bond film as the villain. Um, but so he did his hosting thing this week. And um, Young Thug performed. Young Thug. Young Learned Thug. Who they are. We sure did. Stay tuned to figure out if we had known who they are <laughs> before. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, I was very excited for this episode. I'm um, a super Mr. Robot fan. I um, I never watched it. Yeah, it was. I would put it up, you know, maybe my top 10 shows of all time. Oh, wow. Is it is it dark? It's dark, you know, yeah. and it's like it's about kind of loneliness and it's about mm. um, mental health and, um, you know, like reaching out for the people around you when you're in the darkness. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that is, like, yeah, that's that's a lot. Yeah, it's kind of it's got an emo feel to it one of those things that like drags you all the way down and then like lifts you up out of the dark with your tears you know oh that's beautiful yeah <laughs> i actually don't really like emo music but i do tend to fall for these emo shows and rami shows malik and is just so good in it as the sort of main character elliot yeah um i mean i've only heard wonderful things about him in that show yeah, I mean, he's just obviously he's like a really unique looking and sounding yeah. dude. So mm -hmm. for a show that's meant to be like unsettling and unreliable narrator kind of thing, he's like really yeah. well suited to it. But I felt like as the show wore on, it was also about how good of an actor he really is to be able to convey all this. Um, you know, obviously he was then rewarded by some really serious um leading roles after that yeah. most notably as freddie mercury in yeah. uh the queen biopic um mm -hmm. i thought he he did his job in that maybe one of the most uh over celebrated you know pop movies of all time yeah um but this is not a pro um oscars pod um no. so we can feel free to just chop <laughs> their knees out if we, if we yes want we to. can <laughs> um so yeah, he's he starred opposite Denzel in uh, the Little Things this year. He's a Bond villain. Fine. So um, if if people haven't checked out Mr. Robot, I think that's probably the the Just what he what he, yeah what he put on film there is really what kind of led to all of these um, second um, and major major roles that he's got. So mm. um, I was very excited and have nothing but the most maximum respect for him as an actor and as a performer. So I was glad to see what he could do in my uh, other favorite show. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, that sets it up really well for you. Yeah. That was great. Just right up my keister with this one. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Yep. Um, do you want to take a sec to talk about the Twitter? About the who? The, sorry, the Twitter. I mumbled. Oh, yes. Um, it's exciting news. This was uh, a big update for the pod this mm -hmm. week. Um, we have finally launched our own dedicated Twitter account at yes. SNL underscore vibes. Um, this was a perfect time to um, promote the show because I was so fired up um, for Rami Malik. And as soon as we sent this out there, we got a lot of response on my pro Rami tweet from the Rami Malik heads across yeah. the Twitterverse, um, which was awesome to see that um, we are not alone, which I think was the whole point of the show anyway. Yes. So um, check that one out, everybody. This is, that'll be a good sort of um, way to make sure you're getting the latest content in addition to just seeing sort of our in-between week thoughts, because I know our yeah. fans are, are starved for those. They, so. Yeah, the hot takes, they don't stop after this podcast is done that's right we, we keep having them all week yep. now we're just cooking them up yeah yeah we are um all right exciting stuff 
should we jump in to this third episode of this 47th season? Let's just jump in with two feet. Let's go. Um, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? I would like to start. You start. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm going to start because I have the cold open. Um, yeah. We've uh, talked about this in the past that, you know, like the cold open as sort of the warm up act for the show. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously in the last couple of years, it's been highly political and somewhat somewhat formulaic but even still i thought um there was a lot for us in there and this week they came came for the nfl in um in a really sort of direct way um obviously a little bit of the sort of um assigned impressions kind of Mm -hmm. um work around here although i felt like the liberties that they took were um, and the casting were really funny here. You know, yes, I agree. Freeing Colin Jost from simply being an, an outside yes. guy. He also usually is the main writer for a lot of these cold opens. So cold opens, right. um, I'm sure they had to peer pressure him into this. And I thought it was just a really funny choice to be Goodell. Um, right. <laughs> so, I mean, as someone who knows next to nothing about the NFL, I do know that Roger Goodell is is hated and so the fact that they yeah hated if hated con- at least controversial so the fact that they brought in um colin jose for this i thought was was um was just great it was self-aware um and really good and like like you said i bet i bet thinking about it he was had to be pressured to do it um sure. but the fact that he that he did and you know the reaction when he came on screen was was definitely worth it now, did you have followed the story at all last week of um, of Gruden and the racist tweets and all I, this kind of stuff that was swirling around? So I, I hadn't even, I usually like even at least here, you know, but I hadn't even heard about this until I saw this cold open. Um, but were the tweets, they were old tweets, right? And As not they even, always are, in, in complete boomer fashion, you know, John Gruden <laughs> is getting... Uh, you know, canceled for putting all of this like right in emails to people. Um, uh, so, uh, yes, as boomers know, do, as boomers do. And it's, you know, they're all the kinds of things that you would imagine, you know, yes. powerful, uh, right leaning white guys to be saying about sure. um, women and gays uh, in the NFL and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, trying to cut Goodell down by using using all these the R the R word and the yeah. F word and all these kind of things. Um, so yeah, but these pretty- were these were um, like recent emails because I in the cold open they mentioned you know like my emails from ten years ago but these were recent. Somewhat, it wasn't when he's while he's been a current head coach, but he was one of the commentators on Monday Night Football for a long time, so he had a. Yeah. Um, had reasons to be emailing people conceivably in the, in the league. Um, you know, one of these, one of the people he was talking to was the owner um, uh, and, and president of the Washington football team, formerly known yeah. as the Washington Redskins. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, put, put two to two together about like how those might be two peas in a pod. Um, sure. Exchanging uh, lewd messages. Um, they also even quoted the, um, the, the thing that he had said in his statement right afterwards that he was like, I don't, I don't remember writing these, but uh, you know, quote, I I do not have a ra- a racial bone in my body, which I thought was <laughs> such a funny way to put it. But it was just like, oh Jesus! Number one, um, we can verify that you are a racist because of the yeah. things that you do and say. Sure. Also, uh, a racial bone, which is that's like, not right. Like, yeah, I just never even heard of race. What even is it? Right. <laughs> racial bone? No, yeah, not me. Look, I don't even know what race is. Um, yeah. Let me prove it by, (laughs) by speaking completely wrong, but it's just like, obviously, you know, don't say those ridiculously stupid and and backwards things, but also like, don't put it in the, like, how, how embarrassing, how, oh God, just (laughs) all of it. It's just like layers of like, just cringe all the way down. Yeah. And obviously they're able to find ways to get the work to Colin Kaepernick saga into this, which was you know, another really classic sort of NFL owners live on their own planet and are yeah. just completely incapable of managing even kind of basic PR problems. <laughs> like, um, for yeah. real. It's sort of amazing. Well, that one, too, is sort of like, I don't agree with it, but could kind of understand what they're dealing with when 
all right, a lot of the fan base is angry about kneeling and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But, you know, then it was over, you know, basically a year later. And then the next offseason, this is all in the, um, I should shout out the Mark Leibowitz book uh, called Big Game, where he basically did a big um, investigative report about owners in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was done. And the owners were still like fuming about it. So yeah. they like came out with all these new regulations about standing for the anthem or whatever, and just like completely reignited everything. <laughs> just like right, these, are, right. these are billionaires that have built mega billion companies or had daddies that did so. And sure. I, I guess I was naive to think that they would have some business sense, but uh, yeah, apparently yeah, not no. necessarily true. You can build Home Depot from the ground up and still be an idiot. Um, yeah. Ain't so, that just like a billionaire white man? Well, and it just really lends itself to SNL, right? <laughs> yeah, perfectly. The Mark Davis impression and his haircut for those that oh, haven't man. actually seen pictures of Mark Davis. It's like pretty, pretty. I hadn't. On. And yeah. it was, yeah. And I looked it up and yes, it is absolutely dead on. Yeah. Again, daddy, daddy's team. He's just <laughs> yeah. walking through this. Um, I really loved the, uh, the LeVar Burton and the Jeopardy snubbing. Um, yeah story getting woven in there i don't know yeah. if re- reading rainbow was as big in your house as it was in ours but oh absolutely it lifted me up at the end there yeah no that was that was a good note to end on i liked um uh kyle mooney appearing as giuseppe the stinky italian as a nod to oh the, the um controversy um surrounding i'm assuming that was what it was nodding to the controversy surrounding the new mario Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt being cast as Mario. Yeah. (laughs) Seppi, the (laughs) stinky Italian. Incredible. (laughs) This doesn't feel right. Yeah. Yeah. So they really uh, hit the ground running there. Yeah. And I I like, you know, like we were saying, when they can do, when they can bring out like a a non-political cold open. Um, And like you said, the, the stretches they took with the impressions just made it funnier. For sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, what was your number three? My number three, oh man, was um, what a ten to one sketch Ooh. they gave us this week with um, was it? I don't, I don't know what it was called. I forgot to look up what it was called, but it was um, Angela. Uh, it was just called Angela. Okay, yeah, Aristotle um, as <clears throat> Angela. So just a pretty ridiculous, and we've seen this thing before multiple times this kind of like cabaret sort of setup where there's like a very obscure wacky um performer or duo um and it's sort of just like just completely nonsensical so we had we got to see aristotle kind of do his thing for the first time um this season since he's been a featured player which was um terrific you know i thought he did a great job um Rami Malik got to be in there just completely creeping everyone out um and we got to see uh Daniel Craig as well I mean we'd seen him before in the show but he was just super charming I thought in this in this sketch um and yeah basically if you give me sort of just like a weird a weird 10 to 1 sketch and then you put some singing in it that's also weird um yeah you you got me (laughs) hook line and sinker I love that we went for the first episode, first moment and the last moment. In the last moment, yeah. <laughs> um, and we, you had um written about how the the super host sketch, which I think we'll we'll talk about, didn't get mm-hmm. put in. Um, and it just it's funny that this ten to one sketch beat out anything else to, to make it into the live show because it is so strange. Yeah, it's just that's why I love a, it. Such a funny look into Lauren's brain. You know, yeah, and I'm sure it's Lauren and um, you know the head writers and the hosts. I think have all, all kind of have some some input in there with you know Lauren being so the, the deciding factor. But um, I was thinking about this a little bit with how many cut for time sketches we we tend to see released yeah. every week now, and I was wondering if that has if that has an impact on like just the overall quality of the dress rehearsal, um, mm. knowing that you know, if something bombs that they might really want to try to stay with it. Um, I feel like we, we get stories all the time from former cast members who are like so psyched on their, um, 
sketch and it killed at the table read and mm-hmm. they get all the way through the, the week and they work super hard on something and then it just like the crowd just gives them absolutely nothing yeah um at the dress rehearsal and then the thing kind of falls apart and and whatever but i'm kind of wondering if they're like you know this could still surface <laughs> that you know maybe we're just gonna try to wrench this thing out and yeah um i i, I don't know I, I would be interested to hear if that if that has an impact on on the that players and the production. That's an interesting thought, yeah. Yeah, I've never considered that. Um, yeah, because I think the, you know, talking about the Superhost sketch that got cut for time, um, I mean, I, yeah, I certainly saw a lot of enthusiasm coming through there in the, in those performances. So it's just, it is, it's a good, it's a an interesting point to wonder if that, yeah if knowing that that could still kind of eke its way out um, influences how those, how the dress rehearsal performances go. Yeah. Well, I was wondering specifically about this one um, and maybe, it, maybe just the faith they had in, in Aristotle here because he's just yeah. like so confidently going for this whacked out character. Mm-hmm. I was almost wondering if this is something that's come from, you know, his sketch background, you know, it's something yeah. like, um, you know, Kristen Wiig came to the show with Target Lady and Chris Farley came to the show with Matt Foley and that right. kind of stuff that they're like, oh, this thing just like already is road tested and kills. So, right. It certainly we- seemed, yeah, like premeditated in that way that it was just like, it was definitely wacky, obscure, but like he was totally comfortable in doing it and like experienced and practiced in doing that. And really committed to it. I mean, I loved his his outfit. The second time around rewatching it, just the outfit is so crazy. Like the pants and then like this like sort of like sweatshirt with like black suspenders over it. And then like the like the leather gloves and just the way he's like cupping. Yeah. And he has that like tiny thin red scarf on. It's just <laughs> oh, and of course, you know, like the platinum hair. It's just the way yeah. he's like cupping the mic. Um, and sort of just like how he's just like perched on the the stool the whole time. It's just like, oh man, uh, it got delicious, me. delicious, really, really delicious. The pose he has at the end when he's like <laughs> leaning onto the chair while yes, Robbie yeah. Malik has the has the streamers. <laughs> the batons or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved, like I said, I loved Daniel Craig in it. Um, just thought he was sort of, and I I'm trying to remember him hosting in. early last year um or i guess it was two seasons ago now in early 2020 um and i just thought like for this thing he really sort of just like dropped any kind of like suave like any kind of like hold to like the you know like the suave bond vibe he had just a lot of stuff to get like really silly and i thought was really cute yeah really great use of him that he could just kind of come in with his full energy um, yeah, and not have to kind of worry about holding the show together. Yeah, it was great to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what did you have for number two? My number two, um, and we're going to kind of talk about Bowen a couple times. Oh here, yeah, but um, I went for the weekend update. A proud gay Oompa Loompa on Timothy Chalamet. Yes, um, I had seen because uh, I missed it live. We had a show um, uh, on Saturday, so I missed missed the live reading of it but i did see some of the tweets come out and could see all the sketch names and i was like okay a proud gay oompa loompa <laughs> on timothy chalamet yeah. i'd be i'd be surprised if this is anyone other than bowen right but certainly could not have predicted that this was like the actual direction the, the yes very was gonna go. very unpredictable kind of like his um his iceberg character and then it's just yes. like it goes a couple different directions this really reminded me right. of um kate berlant and john early on the tonight show i don't know if you are aware of of these comedians john i am early. not they're um they've been on search party john early is one of the main main guys on search party oh. and, and they're kind of like a comedy duo and you should look this their performance on the tonight show up because they they come out and they're basically playing these like, you know, self-involved, you know, theater kids getting their big chance. And they just yeah. keep like <laughs> they like they're about to get started and they keep being like, let's just stop and soak it in. And like, let's thank our teachers. And and, and they just like <laughs> gradually 
run out of time to like do their performance. Yeah. Um, super, super funny. That's kind of what reminded me of this is as soon as they throw it to him, it just turns on, oh, I was going to, yeah. now I need to call my parents. Yeah. Um, just like <laughs> immense. And I, I think throughout the show, because he, he was in a lot of it and was really running a lot of it and was getting mm -hmm. the biggest laughs, even when he wasn't the main yeah main um, player. And I think it really, the crowd was just so behind him all night. And it was really evident yes. in this one. Um, I think we're going to talk about um, two other sketches, three other sketches that he was in mm -hmm. um, coming up. But I just, you know, I think our our love of Bowen is well documented on this point. And yes. uh, just completely, this really reminded me of the Ego Wodum episode from last year we were talking about where she was in everything and just doing everything, right? Yeah, yeah. She would, she would played like two different um, TV hosts and she was in two pre-tapes and was doing the, she was rapping and. Was that um, the one with Dionne Warwick? I think there was a Dionne Warwick in that one. It's yeah. just like, you know, she was in like 70% of the show or something like that. And everything right. she did was incredible. That really felt like kind of how I was feeling about Bowen right now. Because even as much as we love him, it's sort of, he's, this is his third season. You know, how much, how much does he have? How much can he do and I think we're still right. we're still learning so oh, absolutely I mean this yeah he was in like you said not not every sketch but he was a force in all of the sketches he was in whether or not he was main character or, you know um, playing sort of someone in the background so um, this one did like you said give me huge vibes um, of the iceberg from last season definitely yeah and so. people went nuts for it I mean people loved it yep yeah, he had the crab in the palm of his hand all night. So yeah, oh, absolutely clear runaway MVP Bowen Yang of, of pro this Bowen podcast. This is yep. pro Bow for sure. Uh, what was your number two? My number two was um, Bowen was in this as well. Um, the celeb school game show. So I am a sucker for the kinds of like rapid fire solo upperty impressions. Um, whenever you know, or however they they managed to do that. They've done it a bunch of times um, with the like the never before seen auditions for a classic movie. They've done um, yep. uh, Back to the Future. They've done Jurassic Park, I think. Yep. And think of the other other ones they've. You know, they they've do done. like the you know the Christmas compilation albums that are yes. kind of a celebrity carousel. They do Family yeah. Feud is set up kind of like this. Yeah, Celebrity Carousel. That's an excellent way to put it. Um, so I'm just a sucker for those, and you know I love seeing um, impressions we've never seen before. Like um, I know that you said um, you had noted that Chloe Fineman did her. Um, Sorry, her Jennifer Coolidge impression on the Tonight Show, but so I hadn't seen that, so this was like brand new for me, and I was like, "This is amazing!" Like, it's just crazy that these people have these things in their back pockets, and they can go on for you know seasons without them even coming out. Whether you know whether or not they have done it before, it's something they're just like discovering they can do. Um, just amazing. I mean, the crowd loved Bowen as um, George Takai. He did Yo, an amazing job. Um, loved that. Uh, I had never seen Melissa Villasenor do her Kristen Wiig impression, which was pretty much absolutely spot on. Totally. And sort of like meta, you know, another layer in itself that Kristen Wiig is so beloved from SNL, you know, yeah. so she's playing a character from SNL on a game show on SNL. Um, who else was, was in there that was great? Um, then we had, um, Pete Davidson and Rami Malek doing um, impressions of each other, which I, you know, I, I'm not sure I see Pete as Rami Malek, even though I guess that's the thing he gets frequently, but I thought Rami did a pretty, a pretty hilarious impression of Pete Davidson. Definitely. Well, yeah. and especially because they're almost like, you know, bad impressions of each other intentionally. Yes. I think I'm going to sneeze. Is it going to come? Nope. Nope. False nope. alarm. False alarm. Um, but yeah, I thought that, that was part of what made that super funny is that they're just like, 
they're almost over the top at at each other and yeah. this is another one that was just like a really good freeze frame you know recap the, just the whole concept of it i think is yes. enough to tickle and it, I, i'm glad they didn't build like a whole sketch around it it is really just mm-hmm. you know maybe four total lines and you know the the costumes are are kind of as far as that laugh goes which is but it's yeah it's fun i mean this is this one is meant to be fun you're meant to be smiling at this throughout um, absolutely yeah i completely agree with all that um the the Melissa Villasenor, Kristen Wiig, when she did it on Seth Meyers, mm-hmm. Seth Meyers like was like a little shook almost. <laughs> I, I, I would say <laughs> is how I describe it. Wig as well. I don't think I've ever heard of Kristen Wiig. Oh, I I do Kristen Wiig. Whoa, I, whoa! I love, <laughs> I love to play Kristen, and <laughs> I'm just the best. I don't know. Yeah, that's my Kristen. Um. I, I think I auditioned with the silly bit about how of Kristen Wiig about to go skydiving, you know, and she's just in the plane like, I changed my mind. I, <laughs> I, I'm scared. I, I don't want to go. I'm, because then I'll get stuck in a cloud and I'll have to become an angel. <laughs> wow, that one is. Uh, I, I, I like want to call uh, Kristen to make sure she still has her soul. Yeah. Um, it was like you know you close your eyes and she could oh, she just God, would make yeah. it look exactly exactly like her the uh the last bowen was getting for the george takai were very like keenan-esque to me that you know yes. all yeah, he's doing is saying the catchphrases and he's just like wrenching every last drop of you know of, of whatever he can out of the few lines that he has and the crowd yeah. is just exploding every every time I also, I, um, oh, go ahead. I, I love how they had Keenan was the host, Bert Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> Keenan just like Art. really sit on that one. Yeah. Um, let people uh, suck on that for a little bit. I just, yeah. <laughs> the, the whole the whole thing is just, you're right. The celebrity impression carousel. I'm just like, I'm just like a clapping monkey with symbols. Yes, um, exactly. And just, I mean, yeah, to, to see all that talent and let them just kind of like rapid fire through that is so much fun. Um, and those, those really always kill me. Um, to see, we saw James Austin Johnson as Adam Driver, yep. which I mean, terrific impression, like voice and sort of energy, but that the, the makeup was just so ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> like so funny. I mean, it was unmistakable. Like you knew who he was right yep. away, but just, just ridiculous looking. Um, but such a quality impression. Yeah. And you know, Adam Driver's another person who's been on SNL and has has done a, a lot of great things when he's been on the show. Yeah, the um, James Austin Johnson just like voice work has been incredible. You know, yeah. to see how many impressions he has has been a lot of. Um, Daryl Hammond. Daryl Hammond has been yeah. like the the big comparison and I almost think Daryl Hammond was like you know like an airtight impressionist a little bit more like uh, Bill Hader or yeah um or someone like that and you know I think some of the, these James Austin Johnson ones are really good but I would almost say it's more like Dana Carvey and mm-hmm. that it's like you know he's he clearly takes a little bit of the rhythm out of what people have for their impressions but it's like an original character um yeah so I, I don't know if Dana Carvey would consider that a backhanded compliment or not, if he feels like he's sort of like an exact mimic or even mm-hmm. like Melissa Villasenor is like that too, just like trying to make sound exactly like yes. um, the people. So, and, and I kind of, I like both, you know, I, I think there's a reason why they yeah. keep marching James Austin Johnson out there is these things are. Yeah. I mean, his third cold open in as many yeah. episodes it's he's been on the, the show he his face too is just like seems to always change like obviously you know you know aside from from makeup or costumes or whatever just like the way he can sort of control his face the muscles in his face when he's playing different people is really really something yeah i think i'd like to see a little bit more melissa via senor in these cold opens too i mean there's i understand the show there's a lot of a lot of mouths to feed so I, i understand sometimes my favorite cast members are gonna end up um not getting as much screen time overall but especially mm-hmm. in the cold opens where it's like all right we need to you know portray eight people from the news this week you know we're just gonna right. randomly kind of assign them 
you know, throw, let's throw her a couple more of these. So yeah. she's, she's skilled, a skilled impersonator. You're not really looking for exact exactitude if it's sort yeah. of like we need to get this random figure that emerged in news this week. Let's get her in there. Right. She's definitely capable of doing that. Agreed. For sure. I would love that. I would love it. What is your number one? Uh, my number one was the mattress store. Again, this is oh, like, what a uh, yeah, what a sketch. <laughs> just another one kind of late in the, yeah. late in the program. Um, this was one I thought, you know, like we talk a lot about sometimes just the, the fit of people that are not from the SNL sketch world coming in and, and what, what way can they, you know, adapt their established skill set. And right. I thought Rami Malek, you know, they're in this sort of play within a play and he's like really playing it legitimately dramatically in, yes. <laughs> as the play within a play. And it just like works so well that like how ridiculous they really are. Yeah. Um, you know, in addition to Bowen sort of playing the, um, the facilitator in this yes. sketch, um, after he had just played so many wacky characters, uh, you know, right? Again, a great example of that. You know, showing exactly the 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 level of gamesmanship he has on the show, and then the range, know, yeah. Eighty, 80 Brian is just a legend. I think um, this yeah, season, it's we we were talking about how it feels like as soon as we f we feel like they're they're newbies forever sometimes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you kind of stop looking around and it's like, oh, she's We're like, oh, no, they're yeah. established. And she's yeah, she's a legend at this point. And it shows, you know, like, yeah. I think she, she, you know, she and um, I was thinking about Heidi Gardner is is sort of it feels like Moving the old guard to me. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, the, the fact that she just feels like she can go up there and just chew the shit out of the scenery if she wants to and go way over the top or, you know, or play super um you know reserve characters i you know just just love everybody in there and i love the show i just love the show yeah. i just love it we, we love we love the show. <laughs> i like we saturday night live like we, we we're fans we're big yeah. fans um i always pay particular attention to the costumes whether they're like you know purposefully a big deal um or just just it fascinates me just the choices that that they make for regular costumes and I don't know why um, the bottom of Rami Malek's Skechers saying Skechers when he was on that <laughs> lying on the mattress just yeah. cracked me up. I don't know why, whether it was like they put him in Skechers when like they have like the budget they do or I, I don't know. It just, it got me. Um, and sort of on that note, Rami Malek, he just looked like sort of like he was like dressed like a little kid in the entire <laughs> episode. Yeah. Just like he had like some like high-waisted pants on. Yeah. Um, just, which is neither here nor there, but it would just, an aside for the costumes, yeah. it was always kind of just like, mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's some, somewhere between like little kid or like elderly man. Um, yes. <laughs> so it's kind of how they, they had him styled up. Exactly. Yeah. They put Pete in, um, in Rami's monologue costume for, yes, <laughs> for the, yeah. I did notice that. <laughs> For the uh, game show, that was kind of funny. <laughs> oh boy! Heavens to Betsy! Heavens to Betsy! What a what time! A what a, what time. a show! What a oh, show! Oh, you like SNL too? Yeah, I actually me, am a big fan. Me too. I oh, watch it every week. A lot of people don't like it these days. I've never heard that. Um, what was your number one <laughs> moment? Um, speaking of Rami being a child acting as a child um it was the bug assembly with um the four was it four yeah four students from Waymouth middle school Waymouth, um, which you and i both caught immediately um but i have no idea whether or not it was a joke or not because in massachusetts it would be pronounced weymouth yep um but there are plenty of things that are pronounced here, nothing like they're pronounced in Massachusetts. So I have no idea. I, I am willing to bet there's a Waymouth middle school somewhere that is pronounced Waymouth. So I yeah. have no, but I don't know if who that was directed at, you know? I don't know if that was a joke or not because I laughed. Yeah. And Keenan kind of really hit like the mouth part of it. So yeah. 
but I wasn't I, <laughs> really I was like, hit who? the really hit the mouth. Yeah, he really hit the mouth part of it. I was yeah. like, who is this for? I don't yeah. know, but I'm enjoying it. I just like to interpret the show as they're just writing all of these jokes for me. Yes. So okay. uh, that's what I've that's how I interpret it. That's that's fair. We should just keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this was my my standout because sorry, we're just gonna keep keep bringing them up but i mean bowen uh this was bowen's first was it his first sketch of the night yep this was the first one after okay the yeah and it's just i mean it's just absolutely killed um him as daddy long legs i mean he just had so many fantastic lines combined with the with the dancing and just like the vibing up there i mean it was just all of it just like worked so well and it wasn't even anything like Cause I think we've all seen like the, that meme about daddy long legs. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where Ooh, it's, it's like, um, it's just like an angel and God, like creating, <laughs> creating, um, like bugs and the angel's like, okay, how about we call this one long legs? And God's like, no, it needs to be kinkier. <laughs> so they call daddy long legs. Yeah. Um, so I feel it's, it's just like, it was just perfect. Um, what are some of my favorite lines? Um, when the Sarah Sherman's like, I could have sworn he was a signed cockroach. And he was just like, it wasn't a fit. <laughs> um, just love that. And yeah, so the crowd obviously went just like nuts for it. Um, there was the moment he in flailing around and, and dancing. So energetically lost one of the legs to the spider. And then- yeah. <laughs> just like such a consummate pro, you know, as he's like going back, just like sort of grabs it with his shoe and just like shuffles it back, like off yeah. the, off the main stage. <laughs> um, I loved, I mean, Rami was just like, so strange here. Is that, is that child playing that stink bug? Um, I just kept looking at like the eyes on that stink bug costume too that he was wearing. Yeah. Yeah. It all, yeah. it all, it all went really well Very for me. Hypnotic. Yeah. yeah, I love seeing the things that tickle Keenan while he's up there. Because obviously, yeah. you know, there's not a lot that's going to phase him. Sure. And he he doesn't really like break in the in the classic sense of like no. he does, usually doesn't like laugh so hard at something that it kind of derails what he's doing. But he does occasionally like, chuckle at something. Yes. And this one, when the when the leg comes flailing <laughs> off of his costume, yeah, uh, you know, it's just sort of it's funny when when the show because it's such a consummate professional operation occasionally gets asked to do things like make an elementary school costume play and the legs yeah. actually fall off that uh that keenan gets it i was thinking about this because i was like oh it's, it's not often we see keenan chuckle at something and, and he also in like one of the first Debbie Downer sketches, which is like everybody loses it. It's a classic Jimmy Fallon and um, Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay, yeah. yeah. Um, and Keenan is the waiter in that yeah. one. And everyone is losing it except him. He's just standing there like flabbergasted at all these people. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, so it take, takes a lot to get him going. And it was it just sure funny, does, yeah. funny that the, <laughs> the daddy long legs falling off. Uh, kind was of what got him, what got him to break a little bit. Yeah. I love the, uh, uh, his dad is, is an exec at Bravo and his mom is a conservative. No, it's his other, his other dad is a conservative. His other dad is a conservative. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but my dad is an executive at Bravo. Yeah. We're getting you a show. Yeah. I love that. Uh, but yeah, that really did it for me. Started off the night right. Yes. Yeah. And I, uh, just again, to the point of like the faith that that Lauren and the team clearly have. It's so funny to me that that was the first one after the monologue. Cause it, traditionally mm -hmm. they would put, you know, they usually put family feud right after that. Right. You would put the celebrity game show sure. right after yeah. that. Cause it's just kind of a cloud crowd pleaser, you know, it, ple mm -hmm. it pleases me. Um, yep. so the, to put this like really weird one that is really kind of Bowen, you know, flexing up there, I think was just another, um, validation of, of what I think all of us that watch the show have been feeling about him is that yeah. he, can, he can handle it. Absolutely. Well, that brings us into our next segment called, did you know who the musical guest was? So Emily, did you know who young thug was? 
no is a tricky, tricky <laughs> term here because did I, had I heard of him? Yeah. Could I have picked him out of a lineup? No. Did I know what he's saying? No. Do I know what he sings now? Still no. She didn't. And did you know who the musical guest was, where we learn exactly how out of touch with the cultural zeitgeist Emily and I are? Did you know who he was? Did not. Um, some fun facts that I did learn about him just by watching this is yes. he's <laughs> your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, with my little peepers, I picked out Travis uh, Barker from uh, Blink-182 as the drummer yep. um, for this, which was... Um, kind of interesting because they kind of gave you know he was almost soloing through half of it. Yeah, um, I thought someone had clocked that this is actually the shortest performance ever. It was like ninety seconds, the first one. Um, oh, wow! So I didn't. I thought that someone had done some like really quick research after that. I um, I should have doubled back on it, but very short. Um, and I loved uh, Rami's second intro. I was um, just like again really basking in his hosting abilities someone that, that weird that's that comfortable with himself um, well i think and i wondered if it was um a play on because when the last time daniel craig hosted in the the musical guest was the weekend um yeah. he he did a similar thing and now it's become that that like twitter meme um but he said it sort of in the same way when he did his second intro for the weekend just like that kind of like like just drawn out sort of like shrug and i was wondering if that was sort of like rami um poking fun at or emulating daniel craig a little bit with that but it was yeah it's just it's always really great when you can i mean and who else like would even notice this or like want to talk about it but you and i but it's yeah it's great when you it's great the way some people bring that like you got to bring something good to like the intro of the musical guest and it's nice when when you get to see that, like that make it a little different. An astute, sharp observation, Emily. Incredible, <laughs> incredible catch there. I did not think about that at all, but I think that's exactly right on. Um, yeah, like I can think of some, like you know, Adele's "Ladies and Gentlemen." Her that's become a, yep. a big thing. Yeah, that was classic. The um, there's another great Twitter follow out there called. Um, SNL hosts introducing the musical guests and it's just like super funny the the people that are out there it's like you know Rudy Giuliani introducing the white stripes yeah and, you yes. know <laughs> so that's just a great it's a great world we love the show we love it we're big fans big fans of the show um yes. Travis Barker I'm it's crazy that he found time to do this like two seconds before he proposed to Kourtney Kardashian too Good for him. Amazing. The Kardashians just... They just keep... They're everywhere. You talk about a well-planned marketing PR campaign for fall 2021 for the Kardashians. They're just like, we're going to capture the SNL market, and then we're going to feed them again right after. Yep. Exactly. They're they're everywhere. Yeah. Can't even even stop. Yeah. Respect. Respect. We intend to have the at SNL underscore vibes Twitter account to be very Kardashian-like. You just can't escape it. You can't escape it. And it's it's almost uh, it's almost influential, I think, on daily life is how, how it'll end up being. Love it or hate it, you have to respect it. Yes, you, know? you do. Yes, yeah. you do. Well, we also like to track all the great things that the featured players did as, our, as the self-appointed cheerleaders of the show. Yeah. Um, so we saw a little bit of everybody. Um, we sure Andrew, did. Andrew Dismukes and Cold Open Bug Assembly again. He Andrew is one of the the better little kids mm-hmm. on the on the show with um, with Kyle Mooney, I think. Yeah. And um, we got him in the uh, celeb school game show. He, yeah, Cold Open. He was playing. Who was he playing in the Cold Open? The equipment manager who the became equipment. the coach, but then quit immediately yes. because they were he saw reporters going through his tweets that's right in the audience <laughs> <laughs> and you can just really tell he's becoming more comfortable with himself too um yeah. i mean kind of last season his first season 
I think his whole kind of demeanor lends itself himself to being like a little bit like, uh, you know, a little yeah. kind of like skittish, but you can really just tell he's becoming more comfortable with himself and um, love to see that. Right. He was one of the contestants on the celeb school game show is why I was. That's saying. correct. Didn't think of his yes. Impression. Yeah. Punky Johnson in the Prince auditions. We didn't really talk about that one, but that was another, um, another great one where that was a good one. The first Daniel Craig, um, appearance. Yeah. Appearance. Also pretty funny. <laughs> the, the sort of the Jordan Peele burn in there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. But doesn't Prince like, doesn't he transcend race? Not in this movie. No. <laughs> Expected twist in this Jordan Peele movie. That's right. You see, it starts off as a Prince biopic, but then it turns into be a horror movie about racism. Okay, lucky guess. <laughs> anyway, Keenan, um, you have the part. And also was a contestant on the Sleb School game show. Yeah. So we love Punky. Just give us all the Punky. I, won't, More I didn't punky. get any reports about After Punky this week, so oh. we're trying to track that. Track the After Punky. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll hear more about that. Uh, James Austin Johnson, J-A-J. J-A-J. Uh, cold open three straight, as we mentioned. Um, oh. And Adam Driver in the Celeb School game show. <laughs> yep. Aristotle as Angelo, just well covered. But thank you, Aristotle, yeah. for, for being here. As he says, thank you for this. <laughs> thank you for this. Thank you for this. <laughs> Please say for me. <laughs> I don't know who he was like reminding me of someone I don't even know if it's like someone I know personally or like someone I've from a movie I don't know I just god I loved that yeah <laughs> someone was saying that uh they were giving him like big Fred Armisen vibes in that sketch too oh thought, yeah that is a good that's a good comparison which is maybe maybe true except he had like the poise and style of like Ricky Martin up there and that's not yeah. that, so that, that would be a nice sort of um mold of of the two styles yeah and that's a good yeah. sarah sherman in in bug assembly i thought the crowd needed to have given her more love for her lines i felt like they were it was almost like new cast member hazing everything she said was was not getting anything and it was right perfectly perfectly as valid as everything dis Mukes was saying so get with yeah. the crowd she'll she'll get there though she'll get her i i really loved her and andrew dis Mukes last week in the the um was it last week I think so in the um the stool sample oh yeah uh that sketch? was the first week that was the first week okay yeah. um yes but um yes so sarah sherman we're gonna see good things yes um what did we miss what did we miss um we got another second in a row uh please don't destroy a pre-taped yep cut cut for time but i i get the sense that they're gonna um they're gonna do that basically anytime they they make a video. Is we, okay. we might as well put it out, right? Because it's, it's right, kind right. of a fully formed thing. So yeah, um, um, I know we often go back because we can't not because we both have toddlers. But Rami Malek in that sketch was almost frighteningly reminiscent of my toddler. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, just a, a little scary even to watch it. I was like, oh. <laughs> I thought he was asleep. <laughs> I thought he was asleep. <laughs> Why uh, am I getting such strong vibes? Yes, I was telling Emily before we got on, we were at home with the child today um, yeah. for he had a fever. So we had to keep him home for safety's sake. Yep. Um, I brought him to uh, get his hair cut once we were sure that he was uh, COVID free and his yep. uh, fever had broken and realized that he was still in his pajamas. I'd put him in the night before. So if that gives you like a kind of a, just like a quick That's glimpse into what the day was like. Uh, that sounds completely uh, par for the course. <laughs> yep. And then you're just like, oh, I'm, I meant to do that. Yep. We're out. In, pajama day. <laughs> we're out in public. People can see us now. And, People can uh, see us. And we're yeah. just going with it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens very often, I feel yep. like. Um, there was a line in Weekend Update uh, after the joke, and they go, "Oh wow, pro bat crowd." And yeah, <laughs> that, that was the b biggest laugh for my wife. This is a, another thing I like to pro track. Bat crowd. Well, the she's... biggest, 
her reaction yeah her biggest reaction she's also came, has been known to have like a twisted sense of humor too so it'd be, it's always interesting to track yeah, she, she doesn't just give out the laughs really. no. I, but yeah she's discerning yeah so that, the pro bad crowd really yeah uh, really got us going i liked chris red on weekend update yeah um it was you noted it was eerily close to smoky robinson impression and that is that's correct um, but just very frenetic, just like back and forth. And I, I thought that was great. Yeah. Th- both his and um, Bowen Yang's update pieces were like just really unorthodox construction of the whole thing where it's just like, it yeah. kind of goes one way and takes a turn and it's like a joke within a joke. And uh, so just, um, yeah, the whole update crew was really, um, was really on it. I saw yeah, they brought that, the energy. Um, this week, Colin Jost has now tied the record, I think, with Seth Meyers as the longest tenured update anchor of all time. And next week, he really? will hold that um, title to himself. So, See, that's another thing. It seems like, in my mind, you know, it seems like Colin Jost is still so much, like, n- newer than than you would, like, than what you think of Seth Meyers as being this, like, long-running. Yeah. But yeah, these people are, like, getting up there. And it's hard to hard to believe. Her baby's all grown up, you know. Baby's all grown up. Baby and he just... was a writer long, long before then. I, I, I have to look yeah. at how long he's actually been on the show, but he's got, he's got a, a major imprint on the last yeah. sort of 10, 10 to fifteen years of the show. So, we yes. appreciate you. We see you, sweet baby Jost. We see you, sweet baby Jost. Yeah. Big fans. Uh, who's who's next week? I haven't even heard of these people. Oh, I don't even know who is it. Uh, Jason. Sudicus. Sudicus. And uh, Brandy. Some Ooh. kind of country singer from the Pacific Northwest. Singer. What the hell? Um, I think maybe this week I'll put up um, the post of my uh, Jason Sudeikis appreciation dance from yes. uh, Halloween of, of your. Yes. Um, How many years ago was that now? It's a good question. Um, was... Real highlight of my life when um, oh my God, Saturday Night Live Instagram um, re- retweeted me, reposted me somehow in 2014, 15, I mean, 16. Um, it was, I don't know how they could not have. It was completely spot on. I mean, you even like jumped in the next from, year. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I mean, you even jumped in from like, yeah. <laughs> like a second story. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even know where you came from in that. But yeah, that was fantastic. Fans need to see that. So yeah. we will be um, pushing that. Happy to continue to promote myself. Um, yes. Also, want people to check out the new "You Do You" album dropping on October twenty second. Um, get that anywhere you get your music and streaming. It's also available on Napster. So shout out to <laughs> Napster. It's spelled the letter U, do letter U. So got to get out there and and uh, stream it. This is a pro "You Do You" pod, and also now a pro Napster pod. That's right. Just hook up that 56K <laughs> modem and download it right to your mom's hard drive. <laughs> That's what it was meant to be. That's right. The way music was meant to be heard. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, stay positive out there, friends. Okay.